Welcome to episode one of the Newlywed Podcast. I am your host, Justin. And I'm Sierra. And thanks for joining us on our journey of marriage. Each week we'll be talking about what fun and not so fun things that happen to us each week. Uh, today's episode, being the first episode and everything, we're going to talk about our life before getting married and how we first met and everything. Yeah, exactly. So did you want to get started with kind of telling your side of the how we met and then I'll tell mine? So when I first met Sierra, it was at, uh, we were both working at McDonald's. Um, it was her first day. She just... He had been working there. Yeah, I had been working there. I was um, a crew trainer. I was becoming a manager in the next few months there. Um, So it was the first day that she started there. Um, It was a busy Saturday because for some reason we always train people on the busiest days of the week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I had a trainer and it was, she was, you know, she did all right. He didn't really train me though. He just gave me a headset and had me taking orders on a drive-thru, super busy, didn't tell me how to do it. Like, he just threw me there. Alright, well, that's fair, but it was, you know, like a busy (laughs) Saturday, and I had so much to do. Um, So at the end of the day, you know, I went to our general manager, and I told our general manager, I'm like, yeah, the new girl I'm training, she's not going to last a week. And uh, (laughs) I remember the day he trained me, he looked at me, when I asked a question, he looked at me like I was just an absolute idiot because he thought I would be so bad. <laughs> it's it's true, you know. I you know I did think that, um, and I did tell my general manager that, and uh, well, she uh, she went ahead and uh, showed me I wasn't correct, and she continued working there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um, I worked there for three years, and for the first six months I worked there after Justin went ahead and trained me that first couple of days he didn't talk to me for six months never said a word to me i'm pretty sure in all fairness i worked straight mornings and you worked straight nights because you were still in school so i didn't have too many opportunities to talk to you to be fair all right all right i'll give you that much but then once they promoted me to be a manager you know even though i wasn't gonna last a week or whatever um then he started training me to be a manager and that's when we like kind of started talking more and kind of become friends a little bit more, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty easy to talk to her when I was, you know, forced to because I actually had to train her. <laughs> Even though I was the newest manager, they volunteered me to train her because I was the best at training people, apparently. Apparently, they've never actually watched me train. Don't I don't really that. know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand it either, but, you know, I'm rolling with it, and I'm going to hold, you know, hold that, you know, status of being a great trainer. <laughs> Yeah, so that was kind of how our friendship developed, and then from there, we kind of started texting outside of work and stuff like that. Well, we texted outside of work because, um, well, she didn't have my number, but, you know, all the other managers did, and, uh, there was a manager named Amber that, um, she knew previously to work at McDonald's, so she had her number, so she texted her to get my number for some very obscure work-related reason that she really didn't, you know, need it. She just wanted my number to text me. I didn't remember how to make a floor plan. Could have asked any other manager, but I wanted to ask you. Yeah, she specifically had to ask me and needed my phone number (laughs) specifically to ask me this very basic question that any manager would know. Heck, I think even some crew people would have known how to do that. 
Oh, yeah, it was very basic. I think I actually knew the answer to it. I think I was just trying to make up a question to ask you, even though I knew the answer. <laughs> yeah, so that's how she got my number. So then, you know, once she had my number, we started texting a bit. Um, and kind of we texted a little bit, and we talked a little bit, but then she kind of became a manager, so we went back to our respective shifts. Uh, we overlapped a little <laughs> bit because I didn't do straight opens anymore. We hired someone new. So I'd work middays, and she'd work nights. Um, cause she was still in school. So then, you know, I started to, I started to like her. I started to be like, alright, you know, I'm pretty, I like her. She's nice. She seems funny. She seems like the kind of person, you know, I could talk to. And, uh, Thanks. so I would always find a reason to come up there. I'd forget to do my truck orders, you know, I'd forget to order stuff. Or something, man, I forgot to fix during my shift that wasn't working, you know. I mean, it could be the smallest thing that was so insignificant, but... I mean, the smallest task that should take five minutes, man, it would take me like an hour, two hours, you know, just so I could stand there and talk to her for the whole time. We didn't talk too much, I guess. And then, um, my grandpa passed away, and then I just started talking to her more after that, someone to talk to, because obviously, you know, my whole family was grieving, and I really didn't have anyone to turn to and talk to except her. So then I started talking to her, and then... It kind of grew more and more, more from there. And then there's always a couple of interesting stories that kind of pushed us along. So one time, I was at work, and he was uh, cleaning out the shake machine at McDonald's, cleaning it all out. So he was down on the floor, cleaning it out, and I asked him if I could put, put another bag of shake mix in the shake machine, because you could tell And of course, I'm like, yeah, well. of course, you know, it's just putting some shake machine up, you know, some shake mix up there. I've done it a hundred times. Not that big of a deal. Easy thing to do. You get this nice metal basket to put the shake mix bag in, and you put just tip the basket. It's like and perfect. It's it easy. In. Easiest thing you could ever do. So I've done it so many times. I get it up there on top of the shake machine, and somehow I drop the heavy metal basket, and it hit him right in the head, and then the open bag of shake mix just splattered everywhere, all over his hair down his shirt, down his face. On his it was glasses. everywhere. Oh, my was hair was just crusty. <laughs> it was such a mess. I, it was all over my shirt. It's not like <laughs> I bring an extra, you know, change of clothes to work. And we didn't have any spare clothes at the time. So I couldn't go get a new shirt or anything. So, I mean, I, I didn't have much left in my shift at that point. I only probably had like an hour or two left. Wasn't it in your shoes? Oh, yeah, it was in my shoes. It was everywhere. And my head hurt because she just dropped a metal basket with, you know, a 10-pound <laughs> bag of shake mix on it, you know? But, hey, for some reason, he still liked it. I did, it's true. I'm like, eh, you know, it's whatever. Um, everyone at, at McDonald's knew about that story. It was a story told every single day. There wasn't a person that didn't know about it. I'm pretty sure everyone still Everyone knows. still knows about that story. It's true. It was, it was a pretty well-known story. It's such an iconic It time. was. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a car. I think she, there, was a, there was a point in time that she, uh... She wrecked her car and uh, needed a ride to work. So I would go, and she would work opening, and then sometimes I'd work... So that was like 5 a.m. 5 a.m. at the time. time, yeah. And I'd, 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 I'd work like till 11 p.m. that night, go home, get some sleep, wake up at like 3 a.m., go pick her up, take her, go sleep, be back in at like 9 a.m. Pretty sure she still had no clue that I liked her at that point. She thought, you know, I was just a nice person. Definitely wasn't doing it because I was there. See, but I liked him, too, because I would get up super early at, like, 3.30, way earlier than necessary because I was, like, super excited. Like, I felt like I was getting picked up for a date, not just go to work. 
And then we would talk the entire, like, 20-minute drive to work. It was great. And I, like, looked forward to it, and I didn't want my car to get fixed. A lot of the first couple of years of us knowing each other were us not knowing that we both liked each other, but we didn't know and we thought the other person didn't like each other. That was like the first two years of knowing each other. It wasn't until really what pushed me was uh, we had a, a friend named Katie, who was another manager at the store. I was kind of talking to her because she was a really good friend of mine and she's a good friend of Sierra's too. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I kind of, you know, like this girl. I'm like, I don't think she really likes me. And I thought she was dating someone anyways. And Katie's like, no, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she broke up with her boyfriend like a couple months ago. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, she probably doesn't like me anyways. So I sent Katie in to do some, some reconnaissance to me. I believe she, didn't she take you out for lunch? Yeah, so she was like, oh, Sierra, we should go get lunch together. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like, we've never gone and got lunch together. But, like, little did I know, it was just like a spy mission to find out if I liked this guy. And so uh, I picked her up. I drove out and we had dinner at, like, the Texas Roadhouse, I think. And she was like, yeah, so is there anyone you like right now? And I was like, yeah, there is. But, like, I don't think I could date him. And she was like, oh, is it someone I know? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, well, like, why why shouldn't you date him? And I was just, I didn't really want to answer. I was like, oh, I don't know. I just feel like I probably shouldn't. And then she goes, is he your boss? And I was like, yeah. And then she knew who it was because I only had one guy who would have been, like, above me in the store. And then she was like, oh, you should go for him. Like, he likes you so much and you should go for him. And I was still like, ah, oh, like, I don't really know. Like, I shouldn't date my boss. And, like, we're just friends. And, like, I don't think he likes me. But, I mean, here we are today, so. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Katie came back to me and told me, yeah, you know, go for it. She likes you. And I wasn't, st- I still wasn't convinced. So it probably was another <laughs> month that went by that <clears throat> she kept pushing me to ask her out and everything. And I'm like, nah. And it's really funny that, you know, because Sierra was concerned, because I was technically above her, and she was concerned about that, but uh, Katie, actually, she <laughs> she dated and she married her boss, too, so. Yeah, exact same situation. So eventually, after Katie did this recon, um, after, you know, a month of her, like, telling me just to do it, just to ask her out, I did ask her out. And, you know, to my surprise, no. No, 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 that's, that's not Okay, how did it work? Let's, let's hear it. So, so... You went out to lunch with her husband at this good restaurant, this burger Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called Chomp Burger. And you were, like, texting me. You were telling me how it was really good it was. And I was like, it is super good. We still go there today. But he, he was, like, telling me about it, and I kept, like, hinting. I was like, oh, I really want to go there. Like, I wish I had someone to go with. And, like, oh, my God. I went on, like, hinting. No, no, no. Let's back up. Let's hours. back up. There's something else you came to me for. <laughs> Wait, it's what? Katie's wedding. That's what it originally was, wasn't it? Oh my god, yes! Oh my god, so her, Katie and her now husband were going to get married in a couple of months yeah. at this point. Maybe like it was three or four months. months, yeah. And Justin, yeah, Justin was um uh, a, uh, a groomsman in the wedding. And Katie gave him a plus one, like, hoping that he would take me. Like, no one else was getting plus ones, but she gave him one. And he told me he was going to take his mother. I'm like, oh, I don't know. There's no one I want to take with me. I guess I'll just take my mother since, you know, like, no one else wants to go with me. Who takes your mom 
to a wedding. Like, no, you don't take your mom to a wedding. Well, clearly, that's why I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I guess I'll just take my mom, you know, hinting, like, hint, hint. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> I was like, oh, I really want to go with him, but I don't want to come across as so, like, out there. So I go, well, I guess if you don't have anyone else, I could come with you. See, it sounds like just like a, like a 20-minute conversation we should have had. No, this was probably drawn out over a week or two that we had kept having this conversation. Oh, yeah, we kept hinting time. towards, oh, we should do this, we should do that. No, it wasn't like a quick conversation. We drew it out. Oh, yeah, I think we probably talked about it, like texted about it for probably 10 days before we came to the conclusion that I could come to the wedding if necessary. <laughs> so then we did that. And that's what kind of started it. And then we did, after that, go out to Chomperger together. Finally, after a few hours of that, too. But that was just hanging out. That wasn't a date, just hanging out. <laughs> we went on our first official date five days later. And um, he goes, he texted me, and he goes, um, would you want to hang out again tomorrow? This was, like, on Friday. And I was like, yeah, we could definitely do that. I'm, like, super excited. And then he texts me back, like, I don't know, a few hours later that day. And he goes, actually, um, maybe we could go on a date tomorrow. And then it was official. Like, it was an actual date. Then we weren't just hanging out anymore. <laughs> it was, uh, oh. it was a good time. Our first date? Our first date, yeah. It was a great time. No, it was an absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that <laughs> I bad. I don't know why I went on a second one. <laughs> Okay, so he had it all planned out. It was super cute. We were going to, um, or maybe a little bit over an hour away from where we live, and we are going to go to, like, a glow-in-the-dark putt, putt golf place inside. It was super cute. And then we were going to go to the Cheesecake Factory. So, like, super nice restaurant. It was going to be a super cute, fun date, like, laid back. We're going to have a great time. Well, we didn't know that it was, like, prom weekend everywhere. So we went to the Cheesecake Factory, and they're like, yeah, it's going to be a four-hour wait before we can get a table. Well, we only had, like, a certain amount of time before I had to take her back home. Yeah, because I was only 17 at the time, so. So I'm, I, we only had, like, I think maybe four hours to get her in the first place. So we're like, okay, there was, a, I, there was an olive garden nearby. We're like, all right, we'll go over to the olive garden. And then we go into the olive garden, and we see everyone sitting in the lobby with prom dresses and tuxes on. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a three-hour wait. And we're like, oh, that's that's great. So we're like, all right, what do we do? We're like, wow, who needs dinner? So we went over and we played the putt-putt golf. And this was absolutely ridiculous, this golf, okay? So we're, like, playing mini-golf. And he goes, okay, I was beating him really You bad. proposed he was it. He angry. He was losing. Okay, I think it was you, but whatever. One of us proposed the idea that if... One person gets a hole in one, they automatically win, no matter what the score is. No, no, so this was our first time. One, right? This was our first time, so this is when you told me if I get a hole in one on this course, that I would automatically oh, win. okay, you're right, you're Yeah, right, the first right. time, yeah. Alright, so I made this bet, how I made this bet, I'm like, I'll just make him feel better, there's no way he's gonna beat me, like, I'm kicking his and ass. And this is like hole 16, so you know, it's kind of a difficult hole. <laughs> it's not like it's like hole 5, like an easy one. Hole 16, there's only... Really, one hole left because the 18th hole was kind of like it's kind of like a ski ball thing, but for a golf ball, and it's really not like part yeah. of the game. Yeah, she's like, if you make a hole in one, you um, you you win the whole game, and 
Man, I made a hole in Worst one. Worst bet I ever made. I made a hole in one. I synced it. Was it. Like, it was the craziest shot. It was like an uphill course, so like one of those ones where your ball should be like rolling back. Towards it bounced you. off you like five walls. It, it. Oh my gosh! It was like ricocheting, and then it went right. I don't know how so it went in. I'm, I was. It was. It was. It was a good game of mini golf. So, I mean, she was kicking my butt. I should have. <laughs> I should have broke up with you right then, because that was the start of me losing bets for the next three years. It's very so. true. Um, <laughs> anyway, so then back to the whole dinner thing. So then we were like, we're like well, we don't got time to wait for this dinner. We're like, we, but we're hungry. <laughs> we're hungry. Like, we got to get some food. So we're like, all right, well, we'll start driving back and we'll like maybe grab something. So then we went about another half an hour to a different town. And we're like, maybe they won't be as bad. So we went to an Olive Garden there. And they're like, yeah, we can get you in. And we're like, all right, cool. So then we went there and like, I felt bad for this poor waiter. We were rushing him so hard to like get our food. We're like, yeah, we ordered the appetizers. And we're like, just, just, you know, bring it to us. We got our entrees boxed up. It was super embarrassing. Yeah, we're like, can we just get those entrees boxed up? And he's like, yeah, no problem. He was the nicest waiter ever. And I just felt we were being so rude, Thank but God. we just, we had to leave. Like, I had to get her home. We tipped him so well, though, because I felt like such a bother. Like, I felt so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I made it home. Yep, we made it home. We survived our first date. And now we recreate our first date, well, the original planned first date every year. So we actually go to the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, we do a little bit differently. We but... every year. It's still like the same idea. We've just kind of restructured it over a couple of years. But yeah, that's what we always do now. And hey, I still look back on it and think it was a good memory. So it's all right. <laughs> yeah, so kind of from there, we started going on some more dates. We went bowling a couple times. We always were trying out different restaurants. We both love trying out different restaurants, even to this day. And um, it slowly progressed from there. And then I remember this one time, we were just uh, kind of on a chill date. We were just walking around this little mall. Um, and this mall has nothing in it. Like, it's super boring. And we were walking around, and we had already decided that we were going to hold hands for the first time on this date. And, well, we were both equally terrified to hold hands like i didn't want to hold his hand he didn't want to hold mine we we're both like too shy and awkward yeah and we so, so we just walked around this mall <laughs> and it's a small mall it's not like it's is probably one of the smallest round malls we have around here we just walked and walked i mean we walked probably like 15 laps around this mall like kind of it was probably like Half an hour of yeah. walking. Just like, <laughs> like it was casually time. like bumping hands. Because we were both <laughs> too afraid to just hold hands. And this is just holding hands, like for God's sake. People probably thought we were crazy. I have to imagine, yes. But I mean, that's most people's thoughts about us. So oh, yeah. Finally, after like 30 minutes, I, you know, I braved up and I just grabbed your hand. And then we walked oh, around the mall. He was so nervous. He was so nervous though, his hands were like so sweaty. <laughs> and it was like the worst time hand holding ever, but like I love it. But him we so did it for hard. 30 more minutes and just, but in silence. We just held hands in silence and walked around <laughs> the mall because it was too awkward to engage in conversation because it was, I just was apparently, I don't know. So I got home from school and I had to go to a funeral. And I was gonna come home, like change into my dress and go straight to the funeral. Well, I somehow, still don't know how, locked my keys and my phone in my house. 
So I don't know anyone's phone numbers to call anyone. Well, I don't have a phone to call anyone off of to begin with, I guess. I don't have my car keys to go anywhere to call anyone or to go to the funeral. I don't have any clothes to wear to the funeral. I had all sorts of problems. So I walked to the back of my parents' property to the house behind them, which my parents live in the country. So it was like through like weeds and like trees. Like it wasn't like it's a field. Like I'm like hiking through this. They have 10 acres of land all the way to the back. And I super awkwardly knocked on this guy's like house, don't know him at all. I'm like, can I use your phone? Like, I locked my keys and my phone in my house. Well, then this was a problem, you know. People our age don't know anyone's numbers. I don't know either my parents' cell phone numbers. I don't know his number. The only phone number I had was Works, so McDonald's. So I called them, and I was like, can you guys give me Justin's number? Because I had it in their system. And they were like, yeah, yeah. So then I got Justin's number from work. And then I was able to call him and be like, can you come get me? Like, I don't know who else to call and I need to get to this funeral. Yeah, so, so bad. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm like, I'm not doing anything, I guess. I'm like, sure, I'll be there as soon as I can. So then I drove out there and I pick her up. So she was locked out of her house and couldn't change. So I took her to this funeral and she was wearing like a McDonald's sweatshirt. And just some sweatpants, like, looking... And, like, some old sandals. Yeah, like, looking not ready for a funeral. And It was so awkward walking into that funeral, let me tell ya. <laughs> Pretty sure my whole family, like, still talks about that. They do, it's true. Like no, they still bring it up. I don't think until this... I still don't think up until this day, though, they know it was me that brought you to that funeral. You never oh, told them who it was, not. and they don't... I don't think they actually know it was me, which is really funny. <laughs> We should tell them the next time we see them. I think they'd think that's really I funny. I think they would too. <laughs> okay, so if we fast forward back to kind of when we were dating, um, I feel like, like I said, most of our iconic dates were at the beginning of our dating, but it was my birthday that summer. I think it would have been my 19th birthday, I'm pretty sure. And, um, well, we worked a lot, so we didn't have a ton of time together, and I normally didn't have very long on dates so it was kind of hard to do very much, but Justin still wanted to make my birthday super special. So he surprised me. There was a uh, church not too far away from work. I'm like, oh, come meet me in this church parking lot, you know. I got a present for you for your birthday. Me out there, and when she got there, I, well, I bought, I had a little table. It was like a collapsible camping table I think I took from my parents' camper. And then I had yeah, a nice, with a fancy tablecloth. I had a nice white tablecloth, and then I had a candle, but I think it was the windiest day ever that day, so I wasn't able to light the candle. <laughs> and um, always, yeah. And then I got some sushi because we both really love sushi. And then we just had a nice uh, little date out the back of my car. And then he like covered my eyes, and he was like, "Okay, I have a present for you." And I was like, "Oh God!" Like, what would he have gotten me? And he opens up the trunk to his car, and it was, like, a Keurig coffee maker, which, like, you have to know right now, I'm obsessed with coffee. <laughs> so this was my first way to make coffee. I now have about six ways to make coffee. Yeah, Forget and this was, uh, <laughs> this was, like, a top-of-the-line Keurig. It had all the bells and whistles. Oh, I still use it all the time. I absolutely love this thing. And I was just so excited. I was like, I really like this guy. Like, this is, this is pretty all right. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, you know, I did that for her, and that was... I think I had some cake, too, but uh, she didn't really like that. Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. I just don't like cake. Nothing yeah. against you. Nothing against me, obviously. Yeah. Um, 
I think that was probably like my favorite birthday. In our first year, year and a half of dating, we really didn't have much time together. Um, being that she was, you know, still living with her parents and they had their rules. Um, we had shorter dates. Um, we worked, so we really didn't have much time together. Um, and then for one semester, she, well, for the next semester of school, she moved out to her college, um, and lived on campus. Um, and then from there, uh, our relationship really, like, took off because she was on campus, so she could basically do whatever she wanted, and we just spent, I'm pretty sure, every free second we had together. I remember, like, literally, I think the day after I moved in camp on campus, like, my second day living in my dorm, we went back out to the mall that had the Cheesecake Factory in that we went to for our first date. And I remember we just, like, wandered around the mall, and then we were like, oh, we should go see a movie. We just, like, went and saw a movie. And, like, we didn't get back until, like, 2 a.m. because we just did all those random stuff. And we were like, oh, my God, like, there's so much you can do when you just have time to, like, like, it was mind-blowing. It was, like, a whole, like, new experience of dating. It was, and it was us trying to, and that whole summer was us trying to make up for the no time we spent together because I think we would... If she wasn't in class and I didn't work, we were together, and we'd sometimes we'd be out until two, three a.m., and then I'd have to work at like f four a.m., five a.m., and I'd <laughs> yeah. get no sleep. I don't know how we survived. I need all my sleep uh, today. I would, I'd roll into bed at like four a.m. and then I'd get up at like seven to go to class every single day. But in that summer, we like we went to the zoo and we went to all these museums and. We literally did everything we hadn't been able to do before. Like, it was the most jam-packed, like, money-spending summer, like, I'm pretty sure it's possible. Yeah, somewhere in there, I realized, I was like, I think I want to marry him. And then we slowly, out somewhere along the line, we started talking about, like, when we get married. And it was just always, like, kind of a thing. Like, we'll be married at some point. And, like, it was always, like, we'll spend our whole lives together. Like, at some point in time, it just became impossible to imagine my future without him. Yeah, and then uh, we went and saw a movie. We had a really nice day out in this town. Um, we went, we got some good sushi at this new sushi place we tried. And um, we went and saw a movie. And after the movie, that's when I was going to propose to her. Well, that was all said and good. I even, like, parked. It was a, it was a really, not, nah, it was raining. It, was, it wasn't raining too hard, but it was sprinkling. So I, it was kind of like a, just a nasty, gloomy day. Yeah. And I parked in, like, the back of the lot, because obviously I knew I was going to propose to her after the movie. And she's like, why are you parking all the way back here? And I'm like, why not? Um, well, at that time, I really valued my car. And, uh, I... You still do. Okay, fair enough. Um, I like my car, so <laughs> I, I just used that excuse. I'm like, oh, you know, I just want to park my car back here. I don't want anyone, you know, hitting it or anything. And, uh, so we came out, and we're heading towards the car. And I was, you know, going to propose to her once we got to the car. Well, of course, there's this car that had to sit right, like, behind me, like, with their headlights on and everything, sitting in their car. And it was, and of course, I'm already, I'm a nervous person to begin with, so I was already nervous to propose to her. And I got this other person basically staring at me as I go to do it to her. So then <laughs> it was really awkward, and I had to go over to her side of the car and kind of do it because I was too afraid to do it in front of this random stranger. So, 
like, got in the car, and then he, like, opened up his door, I guess to get the ring out of the door pocket, and then he, like, walked around to my side, and I was, like, annoyed. It was, like, cold out, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, I want to leave. And he's like, can you give me a hug? And I was like, this is so weird. Like, why would I get out of the car to hug you, like, in the middle of this empty parking lot? Like, this is so awkward. I was like, fine, like, I'll get out and hug you. <laughs> so the ring was in my door pocket, actually. And my original idea was to, like, get it out. And I was going to, you know, trip and then, you know, propose <laughs> to her. But that car and me being an awkward person made that impossible. So my next best excuse to get her out of the car was to say I wanted a hug, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I've been dating you for, like, two years at this point, like, why would I get out of the car to give you a hug? Like, I was like, why? <laughs> but I got out of the car, and I gave him a hug, and then after the hug, he, like, got down on one knee, and he proposed to me, and it was super cute. And I even said yes, so... A month after that, we set a date for when we were going to get married. Um, we were going to get married on April 24th of 2021. Well, we had this nice wedding plan. We're going to get married in front of an old cabin, and we're going to have, like, our reception in this old barn at a nature center. Have a nice have rustic a, theme. A dessert bar, and we had, like, this delicious, like, I'm talking some of the best food I've ever had. It was this delicious, like, they cooked it over an open, like, pit fire, and they brought it to your venue, and it was, like, chicken and tri-tip sirloin. It was so good. It was oh, amazing. Was so we excited. had desserts from this fantastic local bakery. They, like, make the best baked goods ever, and their, like, designs are so good, and we had, like, a cake, and, like, we are doing, like, a dessert bar, and it was going to be yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I had, like, cannolis and cheesecake and, like, mini cupcakes, I think. Like, it was going to be, a, like, a whole variety of desserts, and it was going to all be, like, the frosting would have all been, like, colored to match our theme. Like, it was going to be beautiful. Yeah, and we had this all planned out, and it was going to be fantastic had all of our deposits down and everything and then the coronavirus hit but we were still like like the when the country shut down it was still a year before our wedding so we we're like oh you know everything will be fine in a year like not a problem at all we'll just go forward with it yeah we figured in a year <laughs> we'll be there we'll be okay we'll be able to have the wedding that we wanted um and then it was getting closer and closer so about two months out we you know Nothing, the various restrictions were just getting tighter, and we're like, well, we have to do something. We're not going to be able to have the wedding that we wanted to have. With 150 people. Yeah, so we had to cut it down, and it didn't seem reasonable to pay so much money to be able to have, I think at the time it was 20 people we could have at the wedding. Um, so it didn't seem practical to pay for that entire venue and all the catering and stuff so we ended up going with a smaller venue and just doing like a micro wedding um but it was kind of nice because we were able to do more of a destination wedding we got married off of lake michigan yeah like there were definitely perks of it like it was kind of nice to have it smaller and with it being like less money we we're actually able to like have a nicer wedding than we probably would have originally you know, it ended up, we planned, like, a plated dinner and, like, all that kind of stuff that we would not have been able to afford with 150 people at our wedding. So, there were, like, perks to it. So, obviously, you know, 
couple months before our wedding. Well, we ended up switching the date because the micro weddings that they ran only ran Monday through Thursday. And we wanted to get married on the 24th um, because, I don't know how we haven't said this yet, um, we started dating on February 24th. Um, so that's why we wanted to get married on the 24th. So um, May 24th was a Monday. So that would have worked for us, and then we decided to go ahead and get married on May 24th. Um, and we had 30 people, uh, most of them being the groomsmen and bridesmaids. Um, and then we just invited immediate family. And, you know, after all this time, we had everything planned, had decorations for a different wedding. Um, we spent the next two months trying to design and figure out what kind of decorations we were going to do. And we ended up changing our whole theme from, obviously, we were doing a rustic, like, barn theme, because that's what we were doing, to we ended up um, doing more of a beach theme, because that's what we were, we were off of a beach. Yeah, so, like, we had, I'm talking, like, 200 wine bottles that we had, like, scrubbed and cleaned we were gonna paint as like the centerpieces and yeah I still have 200 empty wine bottles that we didn't use because we ended up making like blue um like mason jar candles for our wedding that were like more beach themed and so all the stuff we had like hundreds of dollars of wedding decorations we just didn't use because we completely re-changed our wedding so for the last like month before the wedding it was just like this mad rush just like redoing all the stuff that we had done for the first wedding. It was just crazy. It was absolutely crazy, but it turned out it turned out good. And yeah, so the wedding went good, and I mean, that's about it. That's uh, some of the craziest main points from <laughs> the beginning of our relationship and kind of throughout <laughs> the years, you know. It got wild at times. Like, it was pretty dull at some points. You know, not everything is worth talking about. <laughs> if you want to join us for next week, I think we'll be Diving into the day of the wedding and talking more about what happened on our honeymoon. Yeah, so thank you all for joining us today. And don't forget to visit our social media at NewlyWedPod on Twitter. We'll post some pictures this week to go along with what we talked about on some of our first dates. And of course, don't forget to rate and share this podcast. Can't wait to see you next week.